Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, well, welcome to Internal Conflicts with your host, right? Wait, did you say say okay, welcome? Yeah. Is that what it is? Welcome to Internal Conflicts with your host. Yeah, but you said, okay, welcome. I feel like you should just okay. say welcome. To- welcome to Internal Conflicts with your host. Rebecca. Sarah. Miriam. And Rachel. So one of the first topics that we'll be talking about is going to be an experiment that was done at Yale University that involved researchers essentially bringing pigs back to life even after they've died. So what they did was a pig would die, right? But they would revive the brain cells of that pig so to sort of restore like brain activity. And according to an article written on telegraph.co.uk in the science section, the debate surrounded by this is that scientists are saying that they, that they could do this with humans as well. So what we want to know is, even after you've died, how do you feel about a human, even after that human has died, being able to have their brain restored? Which is one more thing, I just want to bring up real quick in this article, that a philosopher by the name of Benjamin Curtis doesn't agree with this practice because he said that it could lead to humans enduring a living hell. He goes on to say that even if your conscious brain were kept alive after your body has died, you would have to spend the foreseeable future as basically a disembodied brain in a bucket, locked away inside your own mind without access to the world. I don't like that. That really sounds scary. Like, yeah, it reminds me. Why would get somebody want to do that? Yeah, I mean, it, this is—it's just like a conversation about what we know life to be. Like, we know that people die. Life is life and death, and people go through the mourning process, and it's just—it's just what it is. So. What if now we get to bring our loved ones back to life? Like, I'm, they would live a miserable life, but, I mean, what if? What if we could just bring them, get get them back only for a little bit? Wouldn't that be a blessing? Yeah, but you got to think about how the person themselves would feel. So, yeah, I guess we'd feel great because we have our family member back. But Yeah, it doesn't matter how they feel. Oh, well. I mean, basically what I'm saying is it's not about how we feel. It's not about the fact that, I mean, this even, I could even compare this to people who keep their family members locked up in a, like, I don't want to say locked up, but in a hospital and they have tubes and they're essentially in a coma, but they're living forever because they don't want to pull the plug for whatever reason. Well, not for whatever reason. The reason they don't want to pull the plug is because they feel a sense of comfort or they just feel sad that they just want their family to be alive, their family member to be alive. But what's the point of that family member being alive if you're never going to be able to interact with them the same exact way? I highly doubt that this experiment allows for uh, someone to just be the very same person that they were. So I agree with the philosopher when he said that, yeah, you'll have brain activity, but you'll be locked in a body. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of have to do some more research on this to fully understand this topic, but just from the looks of it, I don't agree with this. Right, like, who would want to die twice? I have a question. How do you think God feels about this? Um, I think, I think that God... Think he he probably feel like humans are trying to play God, because that's literally what it would be, like, people trying to play God, resurrecting other people. 
that's not really what we do. But is it any different than going to the doctor or someone trying to find a cure for cancer? Just playing devil's advocate. That's pretty interesting. Maybe because I'm not reading on the right sources, but I don't get these kind of stories into my daily news bite. Yeah, I don't get them either. I mean, I specifically cater my iPhone news to be about not science. I just don't watch the news, to be honest, like at all. I deal with that enough at work. Well, what I do is I got a free Google Home. So in the morning, when you say, okay, Google, good morning, I just think it's kind of cool to start my morning like that. And I put, like, I want to hear ABC News and, like, The New Yorker and this podcast little five-minute thing. And I usually skip the bad news because, yeah, I don't don't like watching the news because it's just negative. But sometimes they share some interesting stuff. Oh, and I also listen to This Day in History. I just think it's information is cool or trivia. I think trivia is cool. So what we're going to talk about next is the Howard University Yard. Pedestrians or like people of the city have been using like the Howard University main yard as like a dog park. And there was footage of one local resident saying that the yard belongs to the city and that it should be a shared community and that if how and that and if the students didn't want him walking his yard his dog on the yard that they should move the school and it was a white man oh i've heard of this i've heard of this um i'm sorry can you please explain it a little better because i never read the story but the way you just explained it i didn't understand so okay you so you explain it you explain it because i don't know i i know i don't know i i only saw a meme of it like a funny is this meme. the story is this the one where they the, the school ended up banning dogs on campus or something no, they didn't ban the dogs. They banned people. They banned pedestrians or like local residents around Howard University from walking their dogs on the campus. Yeah, how did they get to the point where they banned pedestrians from walking their dog? So what happened? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so what happened? Okay, so at Howard University, let's. Okay, Howard University is in the middle of. DC. So there are a lot of residents who, you know, it's just like, okay, like you've been to St. John's, Rebecca. Saint, there was a St. John's Queens campus and that was sort of in, uh, like it was secluded, you know, like West Point is secluded. And then there was the Manhattan campus. It was basically in the middle of Manhattan. Like the campus was on the streets of Manhattan. So people, like you experience the city a lot more. So that's how, it's a hard university set up in the middle, in the middle of the city. So you get, so they get pedestrians or local residents, you know, people that live in the apartments around town coming out of their apartment and you could like see them, you know, you could see them across the street from their apartment and they come out with their dogs and, you know, they walk their dogs and they sometimes spill over to the lawn, the main Howard University lawn. Like it was kind of causing a distraction to the students and a, a news outlet picked it up and asked for an opinion from one of the local residents. And one of the local residents, a white man, went on a huge rant about how Howard University is in the middle of the city. If they don't want us walking our dogs on their lawn, they should move the university. So now I just want to remind you all that Howard University is a historical university. Like it's not like this new thing, like it's not new. So the fact that he, his solution was, I want to walk my dog. Like he felt entitled to walk his dog on the university. And if they don't like it, they need to leave. That's what the issue was. Okay, so I just read quite a bit on it. What I'm curious to know is if the dog walking actually occurred on the campus itself, like on campus grounds. Is that the case? 
Yes, on their lawn. And I'm sure that this has happened before. So what I'm curious, I'm curious as to why this is all of a sudden being raised, number one. But I guess to answer my own question in the article that I read, I read one article. Well, it's, it's a blog. It's not an article. It's going to be from a website called The Undefeated. So obviously it's going to be biased because it's a blog. The writer said that Howard University or the areas around it are becoming whiter and wealthier in recent years. So I don't see why this is about race or gentrification or power dynamics, according to this particular writer for this blog. I don't think that this needs to be a race issue. I feel like people are going to assume it's a race issue, race issue because Howard University is an HBCU. It's an historical black college or university rather. But I don't think it's wrong for the president of Howard University to ban dog walkers. Um, I think that he's well within his rights to not want dogs urinating on the grounds of his campus. You mentioned St. John's and West Point. I mean, these colleges have their have their particular um, statues and their um, monuments that they hold in high regards. So if they don't want people walking their dogs on them, then I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I also don't see why people need to make this a race issue just because it was a white man walking his dog. And okay. it's a historical black co- university. It's it's not a race issue to me, but it is a gentrification issue. What, what the guy literally said was, if they don't want us walking our dogs, then they need to move, they need to leave. That's exactly what gentrification is. Is it called the plane at West Point? Yeah, the plane is the big open field where we do parades. Okay, so the public is not open to that. Imagine if the public just started letting letting themselves be entitled to that space. And their suggestion was, and in, in, in an angry rant, it was like, if they don't want us walking here, they need to move. Okay, I understand why gentrification would be an issue then. Um, why the topic could be raised. And my thoughts on that are, I mean, yeah, the man is wrong. I don't see why he needed to get to that point. Like, why he needed, why, like, why would he say something like, oh, if they want, if, if they don't want people walking their dogs, they need to move. Like, how, like, what, how can a college campus that's been there for years upon years just get up and move itself because you want to walk your dogs? Like, that is not, that, that's not logical. That is completely illogical. So that's, and for me, like, I don't really pay attention to things that are so illogical. You know what I mean? Like, people these days are, like, posting on social media, like, I see people post the most ridiculous things. Like I saw someone post, not to like go off topic or go off on a tangent, okay? But I saw someone well, post. Before you go off tan- um, go off topic, can I just like say what I want to say about this topic before I forget? So I don't think it's more like about the fact that he was rude because you literally just said um, you don't pay pay attention to things that are illogical and like yeah that that would be like the grown up thing to do. But it's really just, like, a fact of, like, pride. Because it's an HBCU, black people are, you know, used to always picking up and moving. And they're just kind of standing their ground. You know what I mean? Does it make sense what I just said? That makes exact sense. And that's exactly why it's, why it's an issue. Gentrification affects those who are in poverty-stricken areas because it's easy to... Well, the point is to renovate the area and to bring in the wealth. So, I mean, that, that's, that's a fine connection. The fact that, yeah, I mean, look at history. They've, like, we've worked, or not we've, but those black leaders worked really hard. Yeah, we, we was the appropriate thing to say there. 
Okay, sure. Yeah, we've worked really hard to establish a university and not just not just any university. Like this is a major university. I feel glad that they're standing their ground because this would be a repeat of slavery. Um, I just got super passionate about something. I, I just want to say that notable alumni from Howard University, like, you know, Thurgood Marshall, Debbie Allen, Toni Morrison. So to just let this kind of get swept under the rug would be kind of like crapping on their legacy. And then Sarah She's saying it right now. Okay, okay. Why are you yelling, Pete, Sarah? Like, like, I just want to know why you're yelling. Can we, can we please stop talking? Can we please stop talking over each other? P. P Diddy did not, like, earn his degree. He he got an honorary degree from yeah. Howard. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, so next time, don't, don't interrupt me without fact-checking first. Okay, you don't have to say all that. I don't care. Yo, you know what's so funny? Chadwick Boseman played Thurgood Thur- Thur- Marshall, and he went to Howard. Like, can you pronounce his last name right? It's Boswick. It's not Boseman. Like, it's Boseman. It is not. What, are, I'm not what are you saying? Are you dumb? I don't know why. Hold on, hold on, wait. Okay, you're right. It is Bozeman. For some reason, I thought it was Chadwick Boswick. Carry on. I never thought Bozeman. I've always thought it was just Bozeman. Is Marshall the movie where they all die on the plane? No. The football team? No. No. Marshall's the movie where they say we are Marshall. Colonel Green really liked that movie a lot. Didn't he? I know. That's the movie where they died on the plane. That's the exact movie I'm thinking about. Mm, And that's why I asked because Colonel went there. Marshall came out in 2017. Maybe this is a different Marshall, but Marshall came out in 2017. It's about Thurgood Marshall's case. Um, where he lets off a man who's falsely convicted of raping a white woman in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, so it wasn't that movie. Never saw it. But look, can we just get back on topic? I just want to say that I renege on what I said earlier about how I don't see how this is a race thing because I thoroughly agree with what you, Sarah, and what Rachel said about how Howard University is an HBCU, as we all know. And so to have someone walking their dog, okay, it doesn't matter if they're white or black. I don't, that the president of Howard University never said anything about, oh, we don't want white people walking. It was about anyone walking their dogs. But I think that the reason why this became a race thing is because that dog walker, like we said earlier, wanted to make it a race thing by bringing up gentrification, essentially by saying, Howard University, why don't they just move so that we have space to walk? And then going back to that article, blog i mean that i mentioned earlier where the the blog writer said the area outside of howard university is becoming whiter and wealthier so i can totally see i can like totally see like uh um an an element of slavery i just don't i mean i don't know if i want to go so far as to call it an element of slavery you're totally entitled to your opinion and i can see why you're saying that i'm just gonna say that i love that the president of howard university is standing up and not allowing anyone to just yeah, it's a sign of disrespect. These dogs urinating on their campus. Every, like I said earlier, every campus has their special monuments, their, you know, their statues that they prize. Right, and and devil's advocate, maybe Howard University doesn't have to necessarily care, but they do. You know, like I I never spent time on the Manhattan campus at St. John's, but they could have run into the same issues. And maybe they just didn't care. And that's why we haven't heard about this. But Hard University cares and they're standing their ground. And I think we all agree that that's, it's disrespectful. So the last topic, this Houston high school is a predominantly black high school. 
and parents are picking their kids up like in their head wraps and in their pajamas and the principal who's a black woman she started to impose a dress code on the parents so basically if you're wearing a head wrap or if you're looking a mess you can't eat that she's gonna turn you away um i especially don't like this idea because i understand the bonnets might look a little tacky um, but I actually wear my headscarf as a style sometimes. So if they're just going to ban head wraps in general, I think it would just be unfair because how are they going to distinguish someone that is trying to wear as a style versus someone just trying to wear it because they're lazy? Wait, real quick. So she's banning it to wear like parent teacher conferences? I missed it. No, picking up Dropping their kid. Their kids why does it matter what a person is wearing picking a kid up? Like, why? Why does that matter? I guess like for the school's image, that's like the only thing I could see with that is like for the school's image. But I mean, they can't like regulate that sort of thing. I could understand if it was for a parent-teacher conference or maybe like some sort of event. But when people are picking their kids up, okay, what time do school? What time do schools let out? Three p.m., four p.m. Like that's like the time when parents. Sometimes parents, like in, in our case, our mother worked a graveyard shift. You know, they're maybe they're catching up on sleep. Like, I don't see the significance in a parent um having to like look presentable. Cause that's what we're talking that's what we're talking about. That like, we could just get to the root of it. She basically that principal wants the parents to look presentable while picking their kids up. Okay, we could even use the word ratchet. She doesn't want parents looking ratchet or just low class don't. because she's associating I don't like the fact that you just use the word ratchet. Like, I mean, but people, people associate do rags, bonnets. They associate that with looking low class, ghetto, okay, ratchet. Low, okay, low class and ghetto, but ratchet, like. Well, I'm choosing to use the word ratchet. I just don't, I just don't think this that serious. Like if I'm pick, I know who I am. I know how educated I am and what I stand for. If I want to pick my kid up in a head wrap, cause I'm in the car. I don't need to get out the car. My kid has two legs. He can walk to my car. That's that. Like, it's like going to the supermarket. I really wish a, super, a supermarket manager would say, oh, we don't want people walking around here with bonnets on. Like, who are you? Like, they kind of do this that air, this... already. They do that on base. No. Okay, finish what you said, Rachel. And then I, I just want to get a word in because it seems like you guys are going back and forth. You said, like, it's kind of like them doing that at a grocery store. They, like, actually do that on, like, military bases. Like, you can't go certain places, especially, like, marine bases. You can't go certain places if, like, you're, like, wearing a tank top. You can't go certain places That's not if, like, a Rebecca, your... wait. I just want to say something. That is not. That is not. Okay, you yelling is unnecessary. Stop yelling. Stop. First of all. First of all, stop yelling. Second of all. Military bases are different because their standards are much higher. When I said supermarket, I meant like off post. You bringing military bases is not, that's not a good comparison because their standards are already higher than the average place. You can sigh all you want. I just have so many thoughts and I can't get a word in. So in response to what Rachel said about military bases, yes. And I was actually thinking about this today because I wasn't prepared for the Texas weather. So I actually had to just get a bunch of uh, wife beaters. And I remember getting turned turned around at the Dover defect. They told me I couldn't walk in without a wife beater. That's what we want to call it. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't call it a wife beater. We don't call it a wife beater. That's what it's called. We are we are a women no. podcast promoting for women, and we're using the word wife beater. This is what you want. Well, I got turned away in a white tank top. Fruit of the loom, fruit of the loom tank top. 
I got turned away. She doesn't and have to say the brand. Like, tank, tank top is good enough. She doesn't have to say the brand. I got turned away in a white tank top and the defect. Um, and they, yeah, they, and they told me that I wasn't allowed to walk in with the tank top on and at Shepard, I, I think it is, you're not allowed to go in in your PT because the idea is that you just finished working out and now you're sticking up the yes. defect. Um, actually as, as far as dress codes go, there are certain places that like you really can't be like, like off post even because there's this cheeseburger place. It's at Deerfield beach, Florida, where one time I like went to go get a burger there and it's literally by the beach. And I was in a bathing suit and like they said, oh no, like you can't wear a bathing suit in here. So some places actually do enforce dress code and it's not a military thing. Okay. You're, right. You guys no are shirts, no establishments. shoes. You guys are listing, listing establishments that you have to go inside and sit down and eat. I will never disagree with a store having a, having a dress code, but you're talking about picking your kid up in a car and you're not even getting out of the car. Okay, so, so this you is, agree with so this? this is yeah. So this is about reputation. It's about reputation. The teacher is trying to upgrade the, rep- the reputation of the school, and I sort of agree. Uh, and you know, I I'm understanding both sides, but I sort of agree about parents looking presentable because if the parents don't care about how they look, then how are the kids going to care about how they look? Maybe the kids are embarrassed. But at the same time, it wasn't until I moved to Delaware where it's a little bit country that I felt like it wasn't a big deal for me to walk out of the house while I was deep conditioning my hair in a mushwa. So it, it kind of made me, it was it was a little liberating because I could I could like walk out in a shirt, no bra, in a mushwa, walk around, do my shopping and not have to feel like I have to rinse my whole hair out or put my entire day off before stepping out of the house. And there are cases where parents work certain shifts where maybe they're just rolling out of bed and so that's understandable, but I do agree with the principals want to upgrade the reputation of the school. I mean, who doesn't want to up the reputation? Yeah, schools really fight for grades, like whether it's an A school, B school, C school. And like, I feel like what goes into that might be, I don't know, presentation. It kind of sounds okay, like presentation. Okay, presentation. Presentation, I'm not on the fence at all. I completely disagree. Presentation as far as, okay, if there's a parent-teacher conference... If you're dropping your kid off to a school dance, maybe. But if you're literally, like, we're talking Monday through Friday, people have lives. People are working. Again, most parents who are dropping their kids off are not getting out of vehicle out of the vehicle. That's my biggest piece to it is that if they're getting out of the vehicle and they're going to pick their kid up in a classroom, like, in the sense of if you have a kid at a daycare, like, you got to go inside, sign them, sign them out, and all this other stuff like that, then, okay, I can understand. But this is a high school we're talking about or middle school? I think it's a high school. Okay. High school, kids tend to drive nowadays more and more in high school. So the amount of parents picking kids up is not even that much, first of all. Second of all, like, again, they're just driving in, driving by, getting their kid. They're not going inside. You don't need to go inside for anything. So why is it a big deal that a parent is in the driver's side with a bonnet on or a do-rag on? Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about that. I think that maybe they do have to go inside. Otherwise, when would she see them? The picture that was taken, or I think the what I saw, I did see a woman standing outside of her car in a headscarf and in, in pajamas. And I just, I also want to say that someone on Twitter made the point of, you know, like when, and I, you know, I hate making everything a race thing, but this was a good analysis that when black mothers come in with athletic wear on or whatever, or pajama pants, then they have no life. When white moms do it, oh, they must be a stay-at-home mom. So, I mean, I thought that was a pretty good point. But at the same time, I I mean, I feel myself that I'm on the fence. 
I agreed with Rebecca. I'm on the opposing side. I don't agree with that. I don't think they should be having to dress a certain way when they pick up their child. They should be able to pick up their kid however they want to, especially if they're paying for the education, which we all pretty much are. Exactly. In some form or another, even if it's not, uh, even if it is public school, you're still paying in some form or another for your kid to be there. Thanks guys for tuning in to our episode and I really hope you enjoyed our topics. Be sure to let us know what you personally think about Howard University's new policy on banning dog walkers on their campus. Is it a race thing? Is it a gentrification thing? And also, what do you think about the whole dress code that the Texas school is implementing for parents? Is it fair? Is it unfair? So thanks again for tuning in and we are your hosts, Rebecca, Sarah, Sorry, we don't do that. We do our Instagrams. Where can we find you? You can find me, Rebecca, at my Instagram, Argentfro. Oh, say it again because you broke up. <laughs> you can find me at my Instagram, Argentfro. Say it again because you broke up you again. You think he's breaking up. You can find me on my Instagram at Argentfro. <laughs> You can find me at S-R-H-J-E. Wait, are you going to do that again? Like, you're just going to yell it? I'm... Okay. Okay, fine. You, you can find me on my Instagram at ArdentFro. You can find me at S-R-H-J-E. My Instagram is Time. You can find me at U-N-A-P-O-L dot R-A-C-H-E-L. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria.